Hello and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. It's David Cox. <laughs> and I'm Josh Matheson. He's in a party mood. <laughs> oh, dude, he's got the party hat ready to go. Of course he's got a party hat just there. This is a thing. Well, of course I do. Like, my house is like a flipping... Of course you do. ...play area at the moment. I swear you just record in a props cupboard, because you always yeah, seem to have stuff around stuff. you. <laughs> yeah, what have you got I've around got... you, Matt? Have you got anything good around you? No, I've got, like... I've got a cushion to stop you getting, like, back problems, and that's it. That's... <laughs> I thought you were going to say to stop me hemorrhoids. Yeah, well, it may as well, because, look, it's got a big hole in the middle where your bum goes. <laughs> right. So here's, here's Matt's hemorrhoid cushion. <laughs> Moving on. (laughs) So this week we are looking at Treasure Island Chapter 5, the title of which is The Last of the Blind Man. Mm. Now, this is really going to test my memory to see how much I remember last week because it's actually been two weeks since we've recorded because I've been in Australia. Uh, what? So we don't drop ruin it because people think, people think we do uh, it People the same think we're time so diligent. Week. Well, I'm hoping that people watching the video will see my, my lovely tan. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Although I don't the think I look very tan on this camera. Content level. You don't, yeah. Not on this one, no. You no. Look more you should see my feet. Instagram. My feet are black. I was wearing yeah, flip-flops really? the whole time and because they're in the sun the whole time, my feet are the most tanned like part of me. Yeah. <laughs> like a thong. Yeah. So last week, we left off with Jim and his mum on the run from the Admiral Bembo because mm-hmm. the pirates are coming. And his mum fainted. Yeah, she passed out. Landed in like a ditch or something. And she's like, go on without me. <laughs> and then he's like, pull. I don't think she actually says that. I'm just dramatizing it. And then he pulled her under a bridge, but her legs are still sticking out, I think. <laughs> this is how I pictured it in my head. I had like this Wicked Witch yeah. of the West kind of thing of like this bridge. And he's just, just like two shoe. little stockings and yeah. shoes sticking out the end. <laughs> So that's where I believe we've left Jim under a bridge and it's looking a little bit bleak right now. Mm. Right? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm just making sure I remembered that correctly. I'm hoping that like, yeah, it's all good. But I mean the last of the blind man, I'm kinda wondering what happens to the blind man now, because I thought when he left last time it was the last we thought, we were I thought see that was him. the last of the blind yeah. man, yeah. So I'm like, so is it if it's like really the last of him, is he like gonna be like so long forever at the end or is he going to die because how how can you be that conclusive otherwise is it like in lord of the rings you're like oh it'll be the last in the age of men uh maybe he's like the last ever one and he's going off to like the elven shores and he's going to like go oh, off yeah. on a boat. <laughs> he's sailing off to like, the gray havens yeah <laughs> yes that's it <laughs> Sounds like oh. a retirement village, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Grey Havens. I bet you there is a retirement home somewhere in the world called Grey Havens. And all the Tolkien nerds want to go there. Yeah. Right, so we dive into this then, because it's starting to get Ooh, a little bit more action-packed yeah. with the attack happening. So, Chapter 5, The Last of the Blind Man. I forgot you were reading the chapter titles in that voice. I love it. Well, I'm actually quite uh, impressed. I remembered that that's Yeah, well done. I forgot. Thank you. Yeah. My curiosity, in a sense, was stronger than my fear, for I could not remain where I was, but crept back to the bank again, whence sheltering my head behind a bush of broom, I might command the road before our door. 
I was scarcely in position ere my enemies began to arrive, seven or eight of them, running hard, their feet beating out of time along the road, and the man with the lantern some paces in front. Three men ran together, hand in hand, and I made out... <laughs> like a three-legged race. <laughs> yeah, you know what's great? Is that at this point, I can always tell the things that are going to tickle Matt. <laughs> three men running hand in hand was always going to get you it just doesn't work does it it's because i'm mentioning like, like a dorothy like we're off to see the wizard, <laughs> <laughs> the wizard of Oz, like just skipping along <laughs> or is it um did, did you know um you've ever said i think my mum and dad like you you like you hold the hand of the the child so in the oh yeah and run and then they've got a swing yeah <laughs> i used to love being Whoa. one just... two three wee catapulting each other <laughs> i have a feeling this person in the middle might be the blind person so maybe maybe they're getting two people to hold his hand so that they can kind of steer him from either side this is this is my right. guest i guess. think one two three we is better but sure yeah okay. <laughs> that should be named the chapter yeah three men ran together hand in hand and i made out even through the mist that the middleman of this trio was the blind beggar ah there we go there we go the next moment, his voice showed me that I was right. Down with the door, he cried. Aye, aye, sir, answered two or three, and a rush was made upon the Admiral Benbow, the lantern-bearer following, and then I could see them pause and hear speeches passed in a lower key, as if they were surprised to find the door open. But the pause was brief, for the blind man again issued his commands. His voice sounded louder and higher, as if he were afire with eagerness and rage. In! 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 I was just going to interrupt that. Two things that kind of stood out. I didn't realise that the blind guy was, like, in charge. He, he seems to be, like, the person calling the shots. And secondly, what I love is the fact that, like, they're almost upset that the door was open because I think they were all ready to like storm the castle and like beat the door. And it's like, oh, oh, we can it, just walk yeah. in. Oh, They'd no. actually <laughs> fell the tree <laughs> in an attempt to bash it down and realize they didn't need it. You know, when it's, it's, you like hype yourself up for like this really enormous struggle and it's like, oh, we didn't have to do that. And you're like, oh, how disappointing. I was really looking forward to breaking a door down. Yeah. In, he shouted and cursed them for their delay. Four or five of them obeyed at once, two remaining on the road with the formidable beggar. There was a pause, then a cry of surprise, and then a voice shouting from the house, Bill's dead! <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really good. That was a choice. <laughs> I, know, I just died in the... Pro keep that in. Don't, uh, keep yeah, that no, in. we don't re-record it. <laughs> People are like, oh god, that's, that's really good. He's choked up about it. Bill was his friend, you see. He, he, it Most was a shock. It was a shock to yeah. the system. <laughs> Depth. But the blind man swore at them again for their delay. Search him, some of you shirking lubbers, and the rest of you aloft and get the chest. He cried. I could hear their feet rattling up our old stairs, so that the house must have shook with it. Promptly afterwards, fresh sounds of astonishment arose. The window of the captain's room was thrown open with a slam and a jingle of broken glass, and a man leaned out into the moonlight 
head and shoulders, and addressed the blind beggar on the road below him. Pew! he cried. They've been here before us. Somebody's turned the chest out alow and aloft. Is it there? roared Pew. The money's there. The blind man cursed the money. Flint's fist, I mean, he cried. We don't see it here, no how, returned the man. Here, you below there, is it on Bill? cried the blind man again. At that, another fellow, probably him who had remained below to search the captain's body, came to the door of the inn. Bill's been overhauled already, said he. Nothing left. It's these people of the inn. It's that boy. I wish I had put his eyes out, cried the blind man, Pew. There were no time ago. They had the door bolted when I tried it. Scatter, lads, and find them. Sure enough. They left their glim here. I don't know what a glim is. Oh, a candle or lantern. Sure enough. They left their glim here, said the fellow from the window. Scatter and find them. Rout the house out, reiterated Pew, striking with his stick upon the road. Then there followed a great to-do through all our old inn, heavy feet pounding to and fro, furniture thrown over, doors kicked in until the very rocks re-echoed and the men came out again, one after another, on the road and declared that we were nowhere to be found. And just the same whistle that had alarmed my mother and myself over the dead captain's money was once more clearly audible through the night but this time twice repeated. I had thought it to be the blind man's trumpet, so to speak, summoning his crew to the assault. Does he but mean a literal trumpet, or does he mean like a whistle? Or <laughs> The blind man's just taken a Louis Armstrong trumpet out and just given a little... <laughs> yeah, busker. It must just be he, his, he, like... He, 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 he would do really well as a busker, because obviously... It's you know, true, yeah. There's a bit yeah. of pathos involved there, you know. Yeah, is, yeah. I had thought it to be the blind man's trumpet, so to speak, summoning his crew to the assault, but I now found that it was the signal from the hillside towards the hamlet, and from its effect upon the buccaneers, a signal to warn them of approaching danger. There's Dirk again, said one. Twice we'll have to budge, mates. Budge, you skulk, cried Pew. Dirk was a fool and a coward from the first. You wouldn't mind him. They must be close by. They can't be far. You have your hands on it. Scatter and look for them, dogs. Oh, shiver my soul, he cried. If I had eyes. <laughs> Why I oughta? <laughs> if I only had an eye, <laughs> did you carry up with that? I would see lots of things. I've not seen not lots of things. I only had an eye. Oh, why wasn't there a blind member of the gang? Oh dear! Don't you see? You could see the whole time. No, I couldn't. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm actually <laughs> doesn't work. Heart, yeah. Brains, yeah. Courage, yeah. Doesn't work with sight. Doesn't work with eyes. You're the blind. Very binary. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This appeal seemed to produce some effect, for two of the fellows began to look here and there among the lumber, but half-heartedly 
I thought, and with half an eye to their own danger all the time, while the rest stood irresolute on the road. You have your hands on thousands, you fools, and you hang a leg. You'd be as rich as kings if you could find it, and you know it's here, and you stand there skulking. There wasn't one of you dared face Bill, and I did it a blind man. And I'm to lose my chance for you. I'm to be a poor, crawling beggar, sponging for rum, when I might be rolling in a coach. If you had the pluck of a weevil in a biscuit, you would catch them still. Hang it, Pew. We've got the doubloons, grumbled one. They might have hid the blessed thing, said another. Take the George's pew and don't stand here squalling. Squalling was the word for it. Pew's anger rose so high at these objections till at last, his passion completely taking the upper hand, he struck at them right and left in his blindness, and his stick sounded heavily on more than one. (laughs) (laughs) These guys aren't very bright because it's like if a blind man's going to try and attack you, you just need to just make sure you're not within swinging distance. Do you know what I mean? Like, just make sure that you, if you're not within two meters, he ain't going to hit you. There's a lovely little picture here of yes, uh, Blind Pew whacking yeah. around the face. <laughs> it's it's pinata time again, isn't it? It is basically yeah. pinata time. I mean, he looks chaos. a lot more formidable there than he did in the earlier. He, he looks, looks massive. Yeah. yeah, I know he's huge. The scales are terrible in these illustrations. I think this guy holding so. his face at the front has been hit already. <laughs> it's like yeah, there's like a guy on just... the floor like holding his face. <laughs> and one guy's just. Not this guy's like, I'm running away. And it's like, you've got a sword and you've got a blind man with a stick. Like, you're a seeing man with a sword fighting a blind man with a stick and you're, you're running away. Yeah. Yeah. Do oh, dear. They're not the, they're not the bravest <laughs> lot. Yeah. I just discovered it, in this novel, they're just afraid of anyone who's differently able. This is the it's thing. true. No, no, no. It's Missing true. a leg. <laughs> These, in their turn, cursed back at the blind miscreant threatened him in horrid terms, and tried in vain to catch the stick and wrest it from his grasp. This quarrel was the saving of us, for while it was still raging, another sound came from the top of the hill on the side of the hamlet, the tramp of horses galloping. Almost at the same time a pistol shot, flash and report, came from the hedge side, and that was plainly the last signal of danger, for the buccaneers turned at once and ran, separating in every direction, one seaward along the cove, one slant across the hill and so on, so that in half a minute not a sign of them remained but pew. Him they had deserted, whether in sheer panic or out of (laughs) revenge for his ill words and blows I know not, but there he remained behind, tapping up and down the road in a frenzy, and groping and calling for his comrades. Finally, he took a wrong turn and ran a few steps past me, towards the hamlet, crying, Johnny! Black Dog! Dirk! and other names. You won't leave old Pew, mates! Not old Pew! Just then the noise of horses topped the rise, and four or five riders came in sight in the moonlight and swept at full gallop down the slope. It's the Popo! It's the Poe. <laughs> the Poe for Pew. <laughs> yeah. 
At this, Pew saw his error, turned with a scream, and ran straight for the ditch into which he rolled. But he was on his feet again in a second and made another dash, now utterly bewildered, right under the nearest of the coming horses. The rider tried to save him, but in vain. Down went Pew with a cry that rang high into the night, and the four hooves trampled and spurned him and passed by. He fell on his side, then gently collapsed upon his face and moved no more. I leapt to my feet and hailed the riders. They were pulling up at any rate, horrified at the accident, and I soon saw what they were. One, tailing out behind the rest, was a lad that had gone from the hamlet to Dr. Livesey's. The rest were revenue officers whom he had met by the way, and with whom he had had the intelligence to return at once. Some news of the lugger in Kit's hole had found its way to supervise a dance and set him forth that night in our direction, and to that circumstance my mother and I owed our preservation from death. Pew was dead, stone dead. As for my mother, when we had carried her up to the hamlet, a little cold water and salts, and that soon brought her back again, and she was none the worse for her terror, though she still continued to deplore the balance of the money. <laughs> In the meantime, the supervisor rode on as fast as he could to Kit's hole, but his men had to dismount and grope down the dingle, leading and sometimes supporting their horses, and in continual fear of ambushes, so it was no great matter for surprise that when they got down to the hole, the lugger was already underway, though still close in. Can we just enjoy the sentence, grope we, down, the grope down the dingle? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a dingle is, but groping down, it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> That was another one. If you look back at the video there, you'll see my tiny half smile of, is he going to interrupt? No? I'll carry on. <laughs> it was such a long sentence of 10. I felt really bad if I'd like made you do the whole thing again. Uh, I'm going to have to look up what a dingle is. Dingle. Oh, a, wood, a deep wooded valley. There you go. Yeah. Deep wooded valley or dell. Oh, okay. Fair enough. There's, okay. there's a place called Dingley Dell, I swear. So Dingley Dell? Is there? English place. Yeah, I think so. Dingley it makes Dell. sense. Valley or Dell. Dingley Dell. Great name. There's Dingley Dell. Call it what it is. He hailed her. A voice replied, telling him to keep out of the moonlight or he would get some lead in him. And at the same time, a bullet whistled so close by his arm. Soon after, the lugger doubled the point and disappeared. Mr. Dance stood there. As he said, this is, this is, Mr. his name is Mr. Dance. He is the supervisor. Louis Spence. Mr. Spet. Dance. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, everyone. Yes. Go. Today, what are they going to do? Um, Kill me? I've done it now. Go. <laughs> You want me to do it like Louis? I can't Spence. do that, can I? I yeah. can't do that. So, what do you call that when they when they make a sh sound on an S, Josh? Uh, oh yeah, it, it's like um, t lateralizing. Yeah, it's it's not sibilant. It's Ooh, yes, yes, lateralizing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's becoming a Maybe lateral. One of, voices, positive, you know? one of the voices will have to be Josh in voice mode. Yeah, <laughs> <at one point. laughs> but yes, Louis Spence. It okay. has to be. Mm -hmm. 
I, I don't. I'm not f- uh, massively familiar with the with the fella. So hopefully I'll do it just no, justice. He's quite camp. Is but quite got that, got that's the understatement from. of the year. <laughs> quite of like, <laughs> like estuary, <He's> right? Blaming. <laughs> um, yes, I think so. We're not too much. Um, oh, um, okay. He is. He's not a person. He's an event. Yes. Yes. He is the moment. He's like a one man. He is he's a one moment. man Rio Carnival float. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? That is. Oh my god, that's the best description of him I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I feel like that's quite a lot to live up to now. A one man <laughs> Carnival float. Come on, I've given you enough. Yeah, no, great. I'm just waiting for Matt to stop laughing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> Mr. Dance stood there as he said, Like a fish out of water. <laughs> and all he could do was dispatch a man to be to warn the cutter. I've done I don't know if that's it's, another thing that's been like redacted. redacted. Yeah. It's been redacted, but it's a place that starts with B. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that said he, is just about as good as nothing. (laughs) They've got off clean and there's an end only, he added. I'm glad I trod on Master Pew's corns. (laughs) (laughs) For by this time he had heard my story. I went back with him to the Admiral Benbow, and you could not imagine a house in such a state of smash. The very clock had been thrown down by these fellows in their furious hunt after my mother and myself, and though nothing had actually been taken away except the captain's money bag and a little silver from the till, I could see at once that we were ruined. Mr. Dance could make nothing of the scene. They've got the money, you say? Well then, Hawkins, what in fortune were they after? More money, I suppose. No, sir, not money, I think, replied I. In fact, sir, I believe I have the thing in my breast pocket. And to tell you the truth, I should like to get it put in safety. To be sure, boy, quite right, said he. I'll take it if you like. I thought perhaps Dr. Libsey, I began. Perfectly right, he interrupted very cheerily. Perfectly right, a gentleman and a magistrate. And now I come to think of it, uh, I might as well ride round there myself and, and report to him or squire. Master Pew's dead when all's done, not that I regret it, but he's dead, you see, uh, and people will make it out against an officer of his majesty's revenue if make it out they can uh, now i'll tell you hawkins um if you like i'll take you along i thanked him heartily for the offer and we walked back to the hamlet where the horses were by the time i had told mother of my purpose they were all in the saddle jogger said mr dance you have a good horse take up this lad behind you as soon as i was mounted holding on to dogger's belt The supervisor gave the word, and the party struck out at a bouncing trot on the road to Dr. Livesey's house. End of chapter. And lots of spit on my microphone. (laughs) Yes. Well, it's nice to know that the... uh... 
that someone came to their rescue after last week, them going round all the hamlets and all of the men going, nah, sorry, you're on your own. No, we're yeah. not interested. It seems like these people who are involved in law and order actually take their jobs quite seriously and turn up when people need them rather than just yeah. going, oh, well, it's not our problem. They know all know, so we'll just keep shtum about it and stay away. I was quite surprised at like the cowardice of the pirates. I was kind of expecting them to put up a little bit more of a fight. What they all then, like, well, yeah, they heard one gunshot and some horses and they're gone. Like it was four men against eight and they've left them. But then, hey, they were being bullied by a blind guy. So maybe that gives you a hint as to how brave they were. But I feel like pirates are only really going to be up for the battle if there's treasure at the end. And if they're like, well, it's not worth it, is it? Well, it seemed as well like a lot of them didn't understand the value of what they were looking for. Only Pew did. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because they're like, we've got the money. Why don't we just go? I don't understand why we're still looking. And Pew's like, no, no, no. This thing's worth more. Like, you'd be really rich if if we find this thing we're looking for. So clearly Pew was the brains of the operation in terms of like knowing the extent of exactly you know how far this goes and maybe that well, he maybe he well, hadn't he told tell the others yeah. yeah no that's what i mean maybe he hadn't told them the significance of it because he's worried about being double crossed because who knows what um the captain did maybe the captain double crossed them when he found out how valuable it was and ran yeah. off with it so it's a classic treasure hunt movie trope isn't it is that there's always a double yeah cross you can't trust anyone you can just do it by yourself don't yeah let well no one wants to share it. no one ever wants no. to share no. So it's just greed, isn't it? Should do Animal Farm mixed with Treasure <laughs> Island. Oh yeah, that'd be a good hybrid. <laughs> um so what is what was the occupation of Mr. Dance? I, uh, I think I missed that bit. I think he was called offices. Supervisor Dance. So I'm guessing he was like a local Did he say officers of the retinue service or something, wasn't it? Uh, revenue. It was revenue, revenue officers. Officers. But Rev- was he one of those? Like a tax collector. Basically, I think so, yeah. Was he one of those? So he's an armed tax collector. Can you imagine the stakes if you're like, you'd forgotten to put like, pay a, you'd, you'd, you'd claimed a bit too much travel and some bloke comes around with a pistol. Like, ah! Yeah, collects gov- <laughs> yeah, collects tax on behalf of the thing. But then, but then maybe is this... They did say that there, there wasn't really any um, police in the town, right? And it was no. just really like people uh... would just protect each other. But I mean, I I know that this is probably set later than like Robin Hood and that lot, because obviously people have guns, not just swords and bows and arrows and stuff. But obviously that period of history in England, all the way up to, you know, modern bureaucracy and like Mm. statecraft probably would have been just the guy going around from Hamlet to Hamlet going, oi, bring out your taxes, put them in my van. And he probably did have a weapon or a sword or a, a a gun or a knife or whatever to kind of threaten people who don't pay up. Like, mm. yeah, no, I, I reckon he, yeah, he was probably a tax collector, but they, they were obviously people who work officially for the state before they had a dedicated police service. I was a bit confused, but because like you said, we found them at the end of the last chapter hiding under a bridge. And mm. then Jim seemed to be like right by the house to be able to watch all this happening. I thought yeah, they got I, quite far away. No, I think they literally got like to the end of the garden or like to oh. the end of to the end of the road or something. <laughs> and then he could just pop out and like just listen to this all happening. Yeah. 
I mean, obviously, it makes better for because it's a first person narrator. It would be pretty boring if the person was like, "Yes, I was hiding in an alley. I didn't hear anything. (laughs) It was all black around me, and I couldn't hear anything." (laughs) Three hours down there, I spent. I didn't actually go on the boat that um, that went for the treasure. But I heard all about it. (laughs) Guess what? The next chapter (laughs) goes. I sang that harmony, but I couldn't work out the tune. We could do a Rio de Janeiro edition. Guess there was the next chapter. It's called Ole. I think it is me. It's an even chapter, so it is you. I reckon they're going to go to Doctor Libsy's, and he's a magistrate. So I reckon they're going to look at the papers, or you know, whatever he's got in his pocket the treasure map oh david um i'm just gonna go gonna play straight back to it they go gallivanting off to the uh magistrate's office and talk about some stuff (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna get you know the conversation defense yeah Uh, you've got a defensive guess yeah that whole sentence. It'd be like Doctor Livesey appears again, mm. probably. Like it'd be something really dull. Doctor Livesey's house. Doctor Livesey tells. To I'm going to stick with the Livesey treasure map, the but yeah, these are just kind sure. of things. Go for it. Uh, what? What? How well, wrong are we? Well, the the vote will swing towards Gonsalves, as Chapter Six is entitled, "The Captain's Papers." Oh, so, yeah, can I just say, I think it's because I'm a snooper that I'm getting this right. The mo- these are all snooping chapters because the last one I got right as well. Snooping. I was like, yeah. as soon as someone's dead, I'm going through their stuff. I reckon it's the sea chest. <laughs> as soon as it's like, right, there's something valuable and I'm looking through. They didn't want the money, so it must be what's in my pocket. So I'm like, they must be snooping it. Basically, why, your nickname is now henceforth Snoopy. Yes. Well, if you've got any thoughts or opinions on this chapter, you can message us on thelazybookclub at gmail.com. Uh, or if you'd like to tell us all about a visit to Dingleydale you once had, you can do that <laughs> on Twitter. And it's the oh. at lazybookclubpod. And we would love to see your fan art of Matt as Snoopy from Peanuts <laughs> on Instagram at lazybookclubpod. I thought you were going to say, send us a picture of your dingley. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any pictures of you groping down the dingle please send, the <laughs> send us a picture of you groping your dingle <laughs> oh god filth and why did you get shut down <laughs> so oh, moving. this episode everyone moving on uh, we're also on Patreon where for the very small fee of $3 a month you get an extra episode as well as access to these videos Otherwise, we will see you next week for chapter six. And, oh, what's it called again? The Captain's Papers. That's it. He's got it. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.